0: Hey, Basement Lounge fans. Welcome back to another monthly installment of the VIP table. This is the monthly show where we get to sit down with a guest and just have a conversation, get to know them, get to know a little bit about what they do and what makes them a VIP, honestly. And uh, this show, of course, is brought to you by Poddex. Make sure you guys head over to poddex.com. Uh, if you're a new podcaster, or a veteran podcaster, get all your uh, awesome tools you need for improving your podcast game with episode and interview decks. Use the code TBL10 to get 10% off your code your entire purchase with the code uh, at checkout. Our guest this month is someone I've never met before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I don't know why you're listening to this, uh, but she is a, a dietitian. She is a uh, cannabis advocate, and uh, she is gonna tell us a little bit about her life and her story and, and how it all has come to this precipice. And we're gonna welcome her on now. Uh, let's welcome Jordan Boucher. Jordan Boucher, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being our guest this month.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm glad you could be. I'm glad. I mean, it was. I know it was real short notice, but um, I'm real glad that that we were able to make this work. And and I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun getting to know you today. Um, to start things off, uh, you you talk about in in your you know, in your little bio, in your biography and all that, uh, they said, you're not that you're not the healthiest dietitian. Uh, I really, I really want to poke at that a little bit. Like what, what is, what do you mean by that? Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, so I'm definitely like, I love food. I lived in the new Orleans area for like 20 years and I'm from down South So, I love health too. I want to be healthy, but like I also believe in like living to eat. Some people say like eat to live. I mean, I agree with that too, but I also agree with like live to eat. So, um, I do not believe in restriction or depriving yourself. You know, I'm a fan of moderation, but also like an emotional eater sometimes you know and cannabis munchies can come in sometimes and also like I mean I don't know I'm I am living with my best friend right now she's training for like a fitness show and it's this weekend and I just cannot wait for the show to be over to just get like a margarita chips and queso you know like the whole kit and caboodle, dipping whatever I can in the queso, like just drizzling it. Um, because I've been living here for a couple months, help and kind of, you know, I've been going through a different process. But, anyways, um, so I have not been indulging like I wanted to since I moved, recently moved back to Texas, and I cannot wait to do that. So I'm going to eat whatever. You
0: know, what's one of your, what's one? I'm a, I'm a big food. I just spent the whole day at my mom's. Uh, my little brother's going off to college, and we spent the whole day like baking because he, he, he and I love to bake. So we were like baking bread and pretzels and stuff like that. So I've been eating all day. What are some of your like go to things you love to just eat, and, and especially like on a munchy day or something?
1: Sure. Well, first, I have to say that I've never made pretzels before, so that is very impressive.
0: Oh, highly recommend it.
1: <laughs> I will need to get the recipe from you
0: <laughs>
1: because uh, I did a little quarantine baking, but I never just went past like, you know, trying to be fancy bread
0: or whatever. So it was. It was yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get that to you. After doing that the first time, I can never go back to regular pretzels what it's ruined regular pretzels for me? I have to have these. Like I have, I have are- they're they're like the big soft baked pretzels. Like, you know, the ones you can get from like the freezer section of the grocery store. And it's like I can't go back to those. Yes. They've or been like ruined for me.
1: Gas station or like yeah. at a at a game or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I, so- I eat one and I'm just like, nah, I can do better.
1: Are you dipping it in anything at home?
0: Um, sometimes I'll make like a beer cheese dip. Whoa. Why wouldn't you, if you yeah, can, sure. <laughs> but, or, you know, a little bit of mustard, but they're usually just great on their own, honestly. Uh, yeah. But what about you? Like what's, what's some of your go-to go-to snackage, especially when you got the munchies.
1: Sure. Um, I know I just kept wanting to ask you for any kind of tips that anything new you can give me. Um, So I love popcorn. It's like my number one favorite snack, but I love truffle popcorn. And so truffle, like the mushroom Mm -hmm. that like- Truffle popcorn, that's a thing. The the pig smells for, yes. Um, I first, well, I first had it in New Orleans and then I had like the best I had ever had at this local place in Seattle because I lived right outside of Seattle too. And now another, some other people took it over. Anyways, it's amazing. I love truffle, truffle popcorn. Um, the pretzel sounds amazing as well. I love cheese, crackers, fruit, berries. I try to stay as healthy as I can. So I don't keep a lot of like treats in the house because if I do, there's nothing holding me back from eating them. You know what I mean? Like if they're there, then I'm going to eat them. So if I, I will eat whatever I can, that's healthy. And then after that, I'll just like go walk to the gas station and just like buy a couple of things from there and just bring those home and eat them.
0: You know, there's something to be said. I think sometimes I think the ba- the gas station snacks get a bad rap. You know what <laughs> uh, I'm sometimes I'm in the mood for a slice of Speedway pizza. I just am, you know right. what I, it- <laughs> Yeah. Judge me all you want, I don't care. Uh I too love popcorn. There's a place in town called just called What's Poppin and it's like oh. 30 different kinds of popcorn.
1: Oh my god.
0: And and I I'm not that's one of those places I say I'm not allowed in there with adult money because Right. I will spend it all. Yeah, no, I love popcorn.
1: Yes. Yeah, like I after Seattle I moved to Boston area and I was I spent like $200 on popcorn one year. Like we would just get it the truffle you should maybe see if um what's popping can consider truffle if you like it I should be really popular
0: I've never had truffle anything (laughs) so yeah I I know (laughs) it's one of those it's one of those like like someday someday I'll be able to it's it's especially out here in the midwest it's a little harder to get a hold of but um I always wanted to try it myself
1: do you like mushrooms
0: um, I can take or leave mushrooms. I don't. I don't like crave them, but like I'm not gonna get mad if I have them.
1: Yeah. So it's not like a mushroom thing. Well, on Amazon. So when I can't get my favorite truffle popcorn, they sell truffle spray. It's like cooking spray, but it's truffle and olive oil. So I'll just buy some plain popcorn already popped. I used to have an air popper, but I'm not in. Anyways and just spray the truffle spray on it and then put some pink sea salt on it and just shuffle it up. And it's amazing.
0: You're killing me. That was
1: like (laughs) a Zevia soda, like a Stevia flavored Mm -hmm. Zevia soda. Oh, it's so
0: good. You're killing me. I, I want popcorn now, so bad. <laughs> so,
1: I know I ate a bag before this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did how did the, the dietitian thing uh, come to come to be a reality for you? Like what was what was kind of that journey like just deciding that's the route you wanted to go and kind of making those first steps to get there?
1: Well, um, you know, I wasn't expecting that question. Um so I definitely did not go into I finished high school and I went to like a local college and still lived at home with my dad and my step stepmom and um you know I was going for mass comm for communications because I love to write and in high school I was like on like the news anchor like I was like a news anchor on our news show and like was in like I never was on the stage except for like one class but I was always stage crew or behind the scenes so I was mass comm and then I ended up getting a minus one on my, in one of my classes, like a math class, cause I'm terrible at math. And I had, and I lost my scholarship after my second year. And so I transferred to a community college and I took a nutrition class and I just fell in love with it. Um, I always loved food, obviously, and I had lived for a time with my grandparents, they raised me for a while during when I was a kid, and my grandma was type one diabetes. And so I always saw her taking really good care of herself. Um, and then the second half of my life, I lived with my dad, who was type two, and who didn't manage it well. And he died when he was 51. Um, and she lived, you know, an extra 30 Years, I mean, in genetics and everything, but seeing how they both had a similar health condition, um, like both were diabetic, just different types and their different approaches. It really just made me think how much I just want to help people and share any kind of education or knowledge that I can. I think that you can, you know, live your best life, but also just try to be as healthy as you can at the same time.
0: That's a, the, the, it's an interesting point you bring up with the parents with diabetes. My, my dad was finally diagnosed type one when I was in uh, like a sophomore in high school or something like that. And so it kind of became a huge lifestyle change for the whole family. Um, we all started because dad had to, we all started adjusting how we ate, um, you know, for, for a little while there, you know, like my dad tried the South beach diet, which mm-hmm. would not recommend um, just a lot of different, it was, it was basically like the most anti-carb diet on the face of the earth. And you find out real fast how hindering that is. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when you tr- first try the, the, the carb-free breakfast cereals they offer and they taste like cardboard. Uh, but yeah, that, that lifestyle change really. And I mean, to this day, there's still a lot of things like, I just, I just can't go back to because it did kind of rub off that way. There's some other thing, you know, like I, I still eat regular, regular pasta now, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that does kind of shake your world up a little bit especially right. when you, when it kind of has to, when you kind of have no choice, but to make that change. Uh, yeah. It can, it can alter your worldview a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially like So a lot of patients, like all the patients I've worked with, they usually are coming in because they've had a recent diagnosis or something happened where they have to make a change. And it's so much easier to um, make the changes beforehand, you know, just like in small increments, like just to try to start working on things, because when you have to, it's it, it just it's another level of like. Kind of pressure, you know what I mean? And like, yeah,
0: yeah so because there are so many, like, like I, I don't mean to keep harp on it, but like that South Beach diet thing, like it was, you know, it's one of those things that comes with a whole like like Harry Potter sized book you have to follow. And like the very first step was cut out all carbs altogether all at once. And it's like that's that's a huge, like, like you. You would think the idea would be to kind of—it's almost like like when you're getting off a medication, like you get off of it slowly in increments. To go hard like that, I would imagine would kind of cause your kind of cause your body to react a certain way mentally or physically to suddenly have that that no longer be there. I mean, I could be—you're the expert. I could be totally talking out of my ass. But.
1: No, um, yeah, it's like going from zero to a hundred like that it's, um, it, you really can kind of, if you're trying to just do everything at once, you're likely not going to be successful because your brain is going to try to resist and be like, you're freaking me out. I don't want to do all this at once. You can't get me exercise in, you know, eating more broccoli, more protein, drinking more water, cutting out my sugar all at once. Like you are going to want to resist. So that it's always better to start as early as you can. And then the second thing would be like, work on like one or two small small things at a time like instead of trying to you know cut out like the two liter of mountain dew and two liter is just an estimate like just because we have two liters in the fridge because she has to drink them for her competition anyways not mountain dew um so
0: i want to get on that competition (laughs) um
1: so what was i saying
0: you're talking about like going from like zero oh, to 100 yeah. cutting everything out all at once. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to do that. So you're likely not going to stay on plan and then and then once you crack, right? You might do good for two or three days, get your food, have it all ready, and then like as soon as you're stressed, as soon as you're tired, as soon as you're like cranky, like all of that willpower kind of falls. You really need to establish the habits in place because Then you have, you know, say somebody brings a donut to the office and you're like, oh, I've been so good. I'll just have one. But then you think, oh my God, my whole day is ruined. I might as well just eat whatever I want the rest of the day and start again on next Monday. So it's this all or nothing kind of thinking. And that's when people can get in trouble because then they feel like guilty because they didn't maintain it. And then it just makes them want to give up. But then, like, and then give in to just throwing it, you
0: know, like, yeah, it's a lot. I remember hearing Kevin Smith talk about that, you know, a couple of years ago when he had his heart attack oh. and, you know, his doctor told him like, he was just so incredibly out of shape. He basically had to kind of, I think he, I mean, he phrased it like he had to reteach his body how to eat basically, because he was just so used to just, you know, he said, he said, my mouth was just a vessel for cake. And so he talked about having to like, he, cause he had, he had to go vegan basically to, he had to get a lot of weight off. And so he talked about how for like a month, all he ate was just potatoes, like no butter, no salt, just potatoes to kind of do like a hard reset on his mind and his body almost, which is, I can't imagine. Although I did like the part where he said his favorite day was when he found out peanut butter and jellies were vegan, which that's a it's a that's a good good thing to hold on to i guess um,
1: yeah you gotta hold on to whatever you can at that point you know
0: what 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 are some of like the uh with people you've worked with what have been some of like the most common like the com, like the most common thread that you seem to see a lot of people have as far as struggles with um struggles with their diet or with kind of getting into that healthier place sure.
1: Um, the first one is probably that they go all day without eating. So that can be a problem for a lot of reasons and a lot, so many times people will come in and they're like, you know, I'm just not hungry during the day. You know, I just don't have an appetite, but then when I get home and I'm like comfortable, then I just want to eat everything or, you know, and, and at that point you really don't your body's starving, you've been freaking out all day, you know, working, probably just drinking lots of caffeine, stimulants, maybe energy drinks, maybe you have sugar from those drinks pulsing through you, your body's like, by nighttime comes freaking out. And you're not going to want to like, at least me, I'm not going to want to sit down to like a grilled chicken on a salad. If I haven't eaten all day, I'm like, where's the heavy stuff? I need the mac and cheese, you know, I mean, like, like oh, I love seafood. So like, you know, where are the po boys at or whatever? So there's all like, where's the tacos, you know, with the extra Glock and case. Okay, so, so that's like a big thing. Um, and that can happen for stoners too. So I work with cannabis um, clients now who are looking to manage the munchies and, lose weight and like live healthy as a cannabis user. Um, And then like, so you go all day and then end of the day, plus you have the munchies on top of that and you're just like going to eat whatever. And people will even sleep eat too. And they're like, why am I doing that? And I'm like, you're not eating all day, you know? You have to. So that's like one of the biggest things. The other thing is people, I would say on the whole, do not eat enough protein, which helps to keep you full. Um, I think if people want to be vegan or go vegetarian or whatever, that's great. I think everybody should just do what is best for them and their body. Um, But typically for my weight loss clients, they are eating some animal products for sure.
0: I, I, I'm, with, I'm with you, by the way. I'm a, I'm a huge. I love seafood. Seafood so much. Um, you, you're on Twitter as the Dank as Dank Nutrition. Um, you know, you've got you, you call yourself the Dank Nutritionist. So, aside from just like I know you, you mentioned, you work with like the cannabis users and in, in, you know, managing the munchies and losing weight. Is have you found any way in your practice that Um, that using cannabis can also be beneficial to someone who's maybe having the dietary struggles of some kind?
1: Yeah, there's actually strains. um, Just like there's strains that can give you the munchies, there's strains that can make you not hungry, basically. So people will use these strains, like, like, they will switch what they're smoking or what they're using to a non-appetite stimulating strain. And a lot of people have said that they've lost weight since they've started using cannabis. And actually on average, cannabis users have a lower BMI than non-cannabis users too, which is interesting. So I would say if you're struggling with that and you wanna try to use cannabis as best as you can, look at the strains that you're using and then also just trying to set up healthy habits, um, to make the cannabis work for you. You know, you don't want to let it control you. You want to be in control. So that could look like smoking something that's more of like an upper and having a hike planned that day, you know, and bringing some pre-made snacks with you. So it can definitely be a part of a healthy lifestyle. I know that I just segued like all the way around from what you asked me. You're
0: totally fine. That's what we, that's what we live for here. And that, that kind of gets me into what I was going to talk about anyway, which was, um, you know, obviously even, even now today, cannabis is a kind of a hot button issue. People still can't seem to agree one way. And it's seems like every year it's getting a little bit, I hate to use the word better because that implies it was bad, but have you, have you had any in, in your field and in in the industry work and has there been pushback that you've received from people who maybe still aren't on board with the use of, of, of cannabis? Like, have you you received any kind of pushback from, from, from how you approach things?
1: Um, not yet, but I'm sure it's coming, (laughs) (laughs) right. I'm someone's going to have an opinion, you know what I mean? And, and want to let me know, What they think, I, you know, the tricky thing is, is that if I'm in healthcare and in like all of the clinical jobs, they still drug test you. You know, they will even drug test you for nicotine. A lot of them. Really. So it's, yeah, and they're like, because they're like, we have a no nicotine policy here, and if you test positive, then you can't
0: get a job. Wow. I don't know. I mean devil's advocate i mean i get it but i'm also like really like that's that's the there's a, there's worse things It's
1: yeah i mean yeah. yeah i mean if i'm thinking about it it's probably to like save on their expenses of like insurance premiums or whatever but um yeah it's 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 pretty crazy so It's just tricky because for a long time, I felt like I had to hide who I was because I was working as a health professional and you don't want to like, you know, it's kind of tricky because you're like, oh, here's my coworker, you know, like, I wonder if they smoke, if they find out that I do, am I allowed to friend them? Because then they're going to see all my stoner pictures. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or whatever, but like, I'm out of the cannabis closet now. (sighs) I heard that on another podcast. I can't remember the name of it, but they are hilarious. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm out of the cannabis closet, and like I actually have a video that I recently made, and it's like really not good quality, but you know, whatever, where I'm just, I'm like, this is how I felt as a health professional secretly using cannabis or whatever. And I'm like in a robe, and it's like, shame shame Shame. (laughs) and I'm going to have to like dub it in if I can figure out how to use the technology um because it's true you know I mean even right now I'm about to get a like a contract clinical job and I had to take a drug test a couple of days ago and I was able to pass it because I have tricks you know what I mean but like it's like you know nervous (laughs) like yeah yeah,
0: it's crazy. It, it, it is, especially when you think about like, like in how many states it's been decriminalized that it's still one of those things that like, yeah, like you, you, you imagine the guy ringing the bell, shame, shame. And it, it's, it's become, and it's also, I, I whenever I hear the argument, like, well, you know, we can't legalize it because then people will smoke it. It's like, people are smoking it already, dude. Just, right. <laughs> and and, you know, and obviously you can get into the whole politics of the situation, too, as well as, you know, how many people are making a living selling it while others are sitting in jail because of it. That, that being what it is. Um, so, but but yeah, that is that is something that I, I can imagine would be would be a real struggle is is how do you find your way, you know, make your living in this field when it is still something that, yeah. Healthcare facilities are probably still testing for, and and I mean, my my company, the company I work for, does drug tests when you know we get hired. So, right. so it it is weird, um, not weird, but but it, it is that's weird. It's weird, right? <laughs> um, right. I do want to, cause I, 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 I was going to, cause I want to get into this, into this quick segment real quick. Um, so as I mentioned, we are sponsored by pod decks and they, they supply different kinds of uh, decks of cards digitally and physical for interview questions. Um, and I was going to ask you one about fitness and health and then the foodie thing came up and I said, screw it. There's a deck about food. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about some food here. Um, the first one I want to go with is, um, and because you, mentioned loving seafood so what's your what are your favorite kinds of seafood
1: sure um I love crabs they are like my absolute favorite
0: I love crabs so much
1: (laughs) yeah and like and it's like a more of a like a visceral thing too because with my dad my family we would always go like crabbing and fishing and he like built these crab traps that worked so good and he, like I said, he died like 15 years ago. So it's always just like, I still will go crabbing now. And it's just so fun to me. But um, yeah, so it just, crabs for sure are my favorite.
0: I, I love crab so much. Uh, there was a, I lived, I lived in the Carolinas for a number of years. And there was a place that I would go to on Saturdays for 20 bucks. It was all you could eat crab legs.
1: Oh my god! Um, wh-
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> they got yeah. twenty bucks for me once a week at least. Um, we were just in we were just in Charleston actually for a family vacation, and like while we were there, whenever someone would say where are we going to eat, it's like because I live in Ohio now, I'm I'm not getting fresh seafood around here. Um, so it was like where you want to go It's like wherever we're going, they have to have seafood because while I'm down here, I want you know, and I, I had you know crawfish, I had gator for the first time in my life. That was weird. Um, it was it was good um you know <laughs> flounder shrimp scallops you know oysters I had ever It's just yeah no, I love seafood only thing at this right. point I haven't had is lobster seafood
1: <gasps> oh my god
0: that never when I was living down there I couldn't afford it and there's nowhere to get it up here so someday someday
1: <laughs> yes you'll have to go I before I moved back down south I was living in Plymouth Massachusetts. So, you really, they've got lobster everything there. Oh,
0: I'm dying. I had an yeah. imitation lobster roll. <laughs> oh, great. no. Yeah, it was like eating rubber. It was like eating fishy rubber. Right. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't right. for me. Um, right. Corn chips or potato chips?
1: <laughs> you mean like Fritos, corn yeah, chips? Like, like
0: Fritos or Doritos or like Lay's Ruffles?
1: Um, Definitely not Lay's Ruffles. No no i love tortilla chips Mm. love tortilla chips again going back to the queso the salsa things like that homemade nachos at home are you kidding me you know and then uh, you know i'm from the south and a frito pie have you ever had frito pie
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes okay I'm, i'm with you like Lays ruffles, whatever they're fine. It's it's potatoes and oil. I don't care. But there is just something about about a good corn or tortilla chip. Yes, that just it just it hits just and yeah. If you, I remember when I was in middle school, my favorite snack to have when I got home was broke nachos, which was just like
1: yes,
0: four brand Tostitos, and I'd take like American cheese slices oh, and no. eat it in the microwave because that's what we had basically yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was i ate it and i don't regret it <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah yes and i uh, i have my most favorite tortilla chips i found them at some whole foods down south and i can't find them anywhere else and i think they're called have a they're like have a good day chips or have a good they hmm. the secret sauce they put a little sweet sauce on them Ooh. and it makes it that much more kind of salty and like flavorful. And they're like real tan looking. They're
0: yeah, so good. I like that. We have a new taco place that just opened up and they make their own. You can, you, you can get a flight of dips. Like they do flights of dips cause they make their own guacs and salsas and quesos and stuff. And they make their own tortilla chips, but they make them thick. So that they're not breaking off the minute you put it in the, and they, they, they hit a little bit different. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty good though.
1: Oh my God. That sounds so good. Have you had fresh table guacamole made like table side guacamole made?
0: No, that's a thing.
1: Yeah. They just like pull up a cart to your table and just like scrape the avocados out there and just do it. It's so good.
0: Oh, I'm in, I need, I'm into that. I need to find a place that does that. I need that in my life now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, I I love to travel and I love traveling to big food cities. Uh, 2019 I went to Chicago for a week and good Lord, the hot dogs, that place, there's something about the way Chicago does hot dogs. I don't know what it is, but I can, I eat hot dogs here now. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not a Chicago dog. I don't know. They're just, they take hot, they, they take, Hot dog. So seriously, there is there a city or at all that you think just has that you've been to that you think has just the best food?
1: Oh my god, New Orleans.
0: Oh well, that's that's cheating.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, that's I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like nothing else compares. No. <laughs> like you just can't. I mean. I- There are places that may not have, I mean, I want to say that there's places that may not have that like New Orleans doesn't have, but I don't think that's true either. I think that they have everything you could ever want. It's like Wonderland.
0: One of my favorite episodes of the Simpsons is Homer goes to New Orleans and does like a food tour. It's like, it's like a three minute segment of him eating just everything that is made and all these actual places that exist in New Orleans, like, you know, these lobster, these shrimp po' boys and these crab, these crab, all these crab things and all these different kinds of gumbo and it was one of those just like, I want to I want to live there <laughs> but I would weigh a thousand pounds if I lived in New Orleans easily Oh, I think we lost her Me? There you are Oh, sorry. There no, you're fine <laughs>
1: Um, my friend's dogs are may go crazy in a second. Just FYI. I'm going to try to meet myself. Oh, that's fine. Um, oh, fuck, here they go. Sorry.
0: Um, okay. my cats clawing at the door. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I don't remember what you, what we were talking about. Uh, I like-
0: just, just, I would it, living in New Orleans, like favorite food cities. Like I would, I would weigh a thousand pounds if I lived in New Orleans.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. It's, um, It's very tricky. The lifestyle can suck you in because like the bars don't close either. So like I lived by a bar and there would still be people partying at like 5 a.m. You know? And so it's, it's just um, it's, yeah. And there's like always something to celebrate like festivals. I mean, that's what gives it its beauty too. Plus, like it's like real, like rich food, Mardi Gras. You've got king cake. I mean, what
0: is what is king cake? I've heard people mention that before. I don't know what king cake is.
1: Um, yeah, so it's like bread, which kind of sounds weird, right? Um. <laughs> It's not like cake, like you would think it's Mm. like bread and it comes in like an oval or circle. Sorry. I'm like showing you, um, and, and they put like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it has top, like a topping, like a cream kind of sugar topping on the sauce. And then sometimes they'll stuff the inside, like, pralines and cream strawberries and cream just strawberries like we can get it plain and if you get it plain it just kind of tastes like cinnamon on the inside oh the top it's icing and then like sugar sorry i don't know what i'm thinking <laughs> um they're so good and then so let me there's a baby inside of it okay
0: <laughs> i know i'm, I'm gonna I, need you to keep going <laughs> so <laughs>
1: There's like this tradition, and they take a little plastic baby and oh. stick it inside of the cake, and whoever gets the baby has to buy the next king cake.
0: Oh, yeah! I could get in. I could get into that. Now, <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, there wasn't like a baby in them,
1: <laughs> Right. <but laughs> that was a little dramatic, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: that's okay (laughs) that's great i i kind of want to do that now like okay
1: (laughs) they can ship them to you during mardi gras season because i got one every year i lived in new england
0: oh that's see every every summer covid notwithstanding my friends and i go to this uh big camping event in pennsylvania called pensick where we basically live like it's like the 16 1700s well Like we, it's a we,
1: Renaissance
0: we, fair Kind of thing. like a rent fair, only it's it's not really open to the public. Ooh. There are some like vendors and stuff, and like people who like restaurants who like will have like a little food square. But but the main idea is that like while you're there, you all camp in groups, and so your camp is kind of like your homestead. So like we build like a makeshift kitchen in our camp and stuff like that. But we're always looking for like fun new traditions, and it's it's I'm I'm just thinking about this right now, like we can make that work. This is like something we could totally do, especially for big parties. Just whoever gets the bread has to bring one the next year or something like that. Yeah. I love that idea so much. Yeah. Also there's so much debauchery at that place. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> um, it sounds awesome.
0: It's fantastic. I recommend it. If you, if you like camping in the outdoors and kind of being in a constant state of not sober for about five days, Love it. it's it's the best thing ever
1: yeah
0: and it's it, and from a health standpoint you walk about eight miles a day so you're right. gonna lose weight whether you want to or not right right
1: can you costume
0: you oh you are you better yeah. if you don't you get weird looks
1: oh my god okay
0: I love like that. The, f- the first time I went I just had regular clothes on because I had never gone before I was with a bunch of my friends who brought me so yeah. I was going to get like My because they have vendors there, you can buy clothing and stuff from. So I was going to buy, but the whole time I was there, everyone just kept saying, "Why are you naked?" (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's 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 one of the my because it's like eleven thousand people go every year. It's huge. It's a whole campground in Pennsylvania that we just take over.
1: So how are you in? How do you get in if it's not open to the public?
0: I mean, you can so, so what? So you you have to like reserve campground oh. space okay. so you can either you can either reserve space as a as a community which is basically uh-huh. like you get like x amount of square footage or they have a, an area where you can just go camp in singles which is basically you have space for your tent and your personal belongings yeah and then you just you just have to, you have to register online is all it is but like you can't people can't just like show up and walk in the door for the day like you have to register months in advance and right bring about $500 cash because you're going to spend about $500 cash whether you plan on it or not. (laughs)
1: Right, of course, yeah. It reminds me of, I've been to a couple of like camping music festivals Mm -hmm. like Bonnaroo and some fish shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, it kind of reminds me of that except like with a flare because of like the time. It would be like Game
0: of Thronesy, I feel like. Oh, oh, there was a, there's a guy who rides around the campground on a unicycle with a set of bagpipes, just playing <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I
1: um, love yeah. that. It's it's
0: I, and you got to be careful which week you go. The, there's this two weeks. The first week is family week. Yeah. So, like, you're encouraged to bring your kids. There's a lot of daytime activities. There's a curfew, a noise yeah. ordinance.
1: It's a safe weekend. Yeah.
0: But the second week is called War Week, which is oh, a <laughs> human risk. And it's, and that's usually when there's like all kinds of parties at night. And it's, it's like, if you try to go to bed early, like, that's on you. There's no all promises. Right. It's, you, you might as well just get up and go do shit.
1: Is there know. like jousting?
0: Yeah. There's actually a whole if you want to be part of the play combat, there's a whole battlefield nice. where guys put on armor and reenact combats on a battlefield. Um, That'd be so fun. It's not personally my thing. Cause I don't like to get hot and sweaty. But <laughs> um, I go for the camping and also just feels like you're in the mountains.
1: Yeah, that is nice.
0: It's super relaxed. Um, last, last question from this, from this app thing. And then, and then we'll, we'll get back into stuff here. Do you prefer fancy restaurants or local dive restaurants?
1: Um local dive fancy restaurants.
0: <laughs> so like what's scary is I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So yeah. So I don't want like like I want really good food, like a game up or two or three from what I can make, but like somewhere like
0: Casual and like chill. No, I there's yeah. a place in town called Lily's that yeah. we have here. It's high quality, classier food than I typically make in my kitchen, mm-hmm. but I also go in there and drink my cocktail out of a giant tiki. Right. So <laughs> I don't feel like I have to get dressed up, but if I did, right. they would look at me weird.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. 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 Exactly.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's I. I will take a hole in the wall with good food over a, right. over a dress code place with right. you know mediocre food any day.
1: Right, right. And I really love like farm to table places too because a lot of their food it's just it's so fresh and it's just they can make it very simple because the ingredients are really fresh. But again, it's kind of country. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like. Farm to table. So there's like this like home kind of vibe going on.
0: Uh, I think the people who say that there's not a big difference have never actually had farm to table. Oh yeah. Uh, right. I live in I live in Ohio. Everything's farm to table because where you're not in the city, you are in farmland. <laughs> so right. farm to table's everywhere. Right. Right. And I've I've had department store steaks and I have had I killed this cow yesterday steaks and the there is a difference.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Agreed. And the cocktails too are usually insane.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. It's one of those, you walk in, you know, the food's either going to be really cheap and or really good.
1: Yep, Yeah.
0: Cause they're not trying to make, they're not trying to hit a profit margin. They're just,
1: they're just know, doing what they want to do.
0: Doing they what they want to do. Is that, is that fresh tattoo ink I see on your arm?
1: It is. Um, I have. Yeah. So, New snake just dropped. Okay. <laughs> so it's um infinity snake. It's an ouroboros. Or so it's eating its tail. Yeah. Um, it's, an, it's in a dotting pattern. I just got it yesterday. So like it still looks kind of weird because it's in the plastic wrap and there's right. like a And then I got, how do I twist this thing? <laughs> and then I just got oh, good Lord, a wave.
0: Oh, I like it.
1: Yeah. So they're both pretty, you know, symbolic um for me. So I got them yesterday and I got my ear pierced. I just went all
0: you're that just long. you're just loving that glow up. You're just like, screw it. I'm getting ink and I'm getting piercings and
1: no. fuck it. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. I'm doing Hell it. Oh yeah.
0: Good for you. And you know, there's something to be said about simple. Uh, I, I, I love the big ornate piece tattoos. Those are great. Something to be said about something that's simple and meaningful. I mean, my mine's just The shirt's not going to let me do it. Mine's just three uh, Nordic runes that spell Thor, which I know it's a comic book character, but when I lived down south, my real good friend, we both would cosplay. She would cosplay as Loki. I'd cosplay as Thor. So when I left town, she got one that said Loki in Norse. I got one that said Thor.
1: Love that.
0: Yeah, it's super. I love the simple, but you know what? The simple ones I think tend to actually mean something as other than just check out my Flaming tiki skull, yeah, storm cloud pirate ship thing, which is cool. <laughs> I'm not I'm talking it, but yeah,
1: I was telling the guy yesterday. I was like, all of my other tattoos are like flipping into the book and being like, okay, I'll just take that,
0: <laughs> <You're> right? <What laughs> and
1: you I'm know? like, I, I don't want really to do that. So I drew these. Well, oh wow, technically. I designed them, like I took some images online, and then I just kind of like remade them my own thing. And then like they were really shaky. So uh the tattoo artist Eric here <laughs> had to fix them for me, but he did a great job. Anywho, um yeah, so I just got it. Yeah, I love the simple. And one more thing to kind of circle back around, mm-hmm. Loki is uh, I'm writing a fiction novel and Loki is a character not comic book Loki but this person is like living on a weed farm Loki so
0: I I love that idea Loki with pot
1: yeah I'm into it I'm into that
0: (laughs) I'm a hundred (laughs) percent awesome
1: I'll let you know when it's done
0: (laughs) please do I that's fantastic um, as we, as we, you know, as we start to, to kind of wrap things up here, uh, so as far as, you know, I, I like to ask people this because I like to, I like to imagine everyone has one of these, but usually when someone undertakes an, uh, an endeavor of some kind, something they're passionate about, there's usually some kind of, you know, end game goal on a pedestal, be it big or small. Is there something like that for you?
1: Oh my God. Yeah yeah um what is it (laughs) (laughs) so you know I feel like some of the spiritual stuff or like personal power manifestation gets a bad vibe um but I am really trying to work with it I have been on the bottom you know I've had enough breakdowns to own a tow truck. So I'm taking whatever I can right now. So I've been doing a lot of like, trying to do visualization, goal setting. Um, So I've actually think about this all the time, right? So I'm in like Spain or Portugal. I can look out the window. I'm in like a villa, you know, they've got like the white walls that are like kind of some stone material or something. You can see the ocean it's like breezy i have like a wine garden or a winery with grapes you know what i'm saying Mm. like fresh produce that i'm growing i own a bookstore tea shop and ride my bike there My villa also doubles as a retreat for creatives, specifically writers where they can paint and do crafts because I love crafts. And I'm also doing a yoga teacher training. So like we can do that. And it's just like gorgeous and there's hammocks and I'm just writing and just helping people and educating them um, however I can so that they can feel their best and live their best life.
0: That reminds me of, and you see this in movies all the time, those retreats that you know the couples go to to, to, to re-spark the passion and kind of get back in touch with themselves. And it's it's one of those things like you always see these places in the but you never hear about where they whether you know, like where they actually are. And it's it's I love that idea. It's like fantasy island without the crazy murder death things. <laughs>
1: yeah but you know I do kind of like an island with a lot of murders and deaths.
0: I mean, there's something to be said about it. It makes for great television
1: it's, it makes for <laughs> great writing too. <laughs> does, yeah
0: <laughs> I love that idea so much. That's just i just i love that idea of having like a like a like a private slice of heaven that is just yours
1: yeah, but then and you can also share it with people. Mm-hmm. And they can work on themselves and like heal at the same time. And then if I'm like, cause I'm introverted, I don't even like to leave the house. If I'm like, this is a lot of action for me. I've got to go. Then I have another place I can go to and have somebody else run it or just have the villa to myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've got big ideas.
0: I love it. I'm, I'm like you, like when, when COVID hit and everyone was like, can't leave your house. I was like, okay. Yes, I, <laughs> I mean, oh no, darn.
1: <laughs> I <know>.
0: Shoot. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, get,
0: I get sensory overload real easily, uh, which is not great when you work at a TV station, but
1: oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm like you, if I, I, I just need to be a place to go and just be quiet and lay my head down and not have to worry about life.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, where, when I lived in Massachusetts, I lived right by the beach, so Mm. I didn't want to see anybody, but I would love to go to the beach and just like pick up sea glass and like cool shells to craft with, you know? So like, just, yeah, I'm good with it. I
0: love that. I love that. Um, Well, Jordan, I want to I want to thank you for for taking, you know, an an hour out of your day to sit down and and talk with me and indulge my my ever poking and prodding with personal questions uh, about you and your life. Um, I like to invite everyone who comes on the show at the end, if you have uh, to if there's anything you want to ask me uh, (laughs) to go right ahead and hit me with hit me with your best shot.
1: Oh my God, you're putting the pressure on me. Okay, i have a good one. But first I want to say, thank you for having me because you spent an hour of your day with me too. And this has been so fun. Um, Okay, so this is actually, I think, a Tim Ferriss question that he asked his podcast. Um, What is the book, what is the most gifted book that you've given people? Like, does that make sense?
0: That's a good question.
1: I know, he has great questions.
0: There's 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 two. Um I have a lot of friends who are um I have a lot of nerdy friends uh, who are also in who like who are, like psych majors or, or who are practicing psychiatrists, psychologists, that kind of thing. And there's a great book called Batman and Psychology that Ooh. breaks down like the psycholo- the psychology of like the Batman mythos, so I've recommended but also a lot of my friends are also like creative types and are getting into writing and, and especially nowadays within the, in the YouTube age producing their own series and things. There's one called save the cat. And it's it's a book about storytelling and and story structure. um, That is probably it's, it's the only screen, like the only writing book I still own that I still will go back to and read. And I write, it's the only one I recommend to anybody who is, who's into that in that creative space um it this, the way that they there's not a lot of fancy how-tos and it's like I did it this way so it's the only way it'll work it's 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 very adaptive it's very here are some here are some stepping stones create the path yourself it, it's just it just kind of gives you that base there's a direction there's there's an there's a, a there's an end location get there however you see fit it's one of the Is best brain that- books ever
1: is that Blake Snyder? Yeah, yeah, I have that book, and somebody took that book and revised it into "Save the Cat Writes a Novel."
0: Because oh. I'm
1: a writer and I just graduated with my master's last week in writing, Good so I'm. You. Thank you. Um, so I have the novel. Well, I have both, but the novel writing one, it is like insanely knowledgeable I when I started writing like I didn't even know that there was like story structure like plot points like you kind of know how the story waves you know but I didn't know that there was like a formula to these things and it yeah I love that book
0: it was yeah it was one of the best I my my friend Travis who, who works out in Los Angeles recommended that to me and I've never looked back yeah um, it's it's one of the best so yeah that and and the batman and psychology book if, you, if you're just curious that one's that one's more just like wow batman's fucking crazy <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lot yeah. of fun it's a great one too
1: i probably really like it um I, it, then, uh, it's,
0: it's a great it's it's a great it's a great like i'm in the bathtub drinking wine like oh <laughs> shit
1: <laughs> every night yeah i'm on the green river killer right now by and rule
0: i haven't read that one <laughs> I'm a little behind on reading. I got to be honest with you. Nowadays, it's it's finding an hour free that I'm not like doing stuff like this, whatever to to sit down and read a book nowadays is
1: it's hard.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: This is an old book, but it's about a really prolific serial killer in the Seattle area.
0: Well, see, now I have to read it.
1: And (laughs) the lady who wrote it, can I just tell you this? Mm -hmm. So she's a true crime writer. She worked with Bundy when he was a killer. I know, I know, it's crazy. Like what he was a psychology yet? student, and they were like working at like a crisis call center or something.
0: What's I this know. called again?
1: So her name is Anne Rule. Uh-huh. She's a true crime writer, but the book I'm reading is called "It's like the Green River Serial Killer." Okay, and the one she wrote because she's like really good with true crime. True crime is about Monday. Is like the stranger or something it's real creepy
0: oh damn i
1: haven't read that one but like yeah you know it's gonna
0: oh work. damn okay well i know what I, I know what i'm i know what the next book i'm gonna read is because that like most americans i'm obsessed with serial killers so <laughs> i know
1: so bad and if you don't listen to audiobooks i would i would say
0: i do i do on occasion i i pre-covid I did a lot of traveling so if I wasn't yeah. listening to podcasts I was listening to audiobooks on the road obviously I haven't done a lot of traveling lately but right that's yeah you give that a shot I spent a lot yeah. of time alone so
1: <laughs> yeah they changed my life audiobooks and if you have a library card you can get a library app for free on your phone where you can get the books for free and support the library
0: I, you know what? Someone's told me, I swear I've heard someone else tell me about that once before. Yeah. I need to yeah. check that out. What's I I will. Yeah. I don't have a library card. I haven't for years and I really need to.
1: Yeah. There's a couple of different apps for it. <laughs> um, But yeah, really good to listen to if you're meal prepping or walking or in the, in the bath, you know, without a book.
0: <laughs> Just don't drop your phone in the water kids. It's bad. The the, the rice thing doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jordan Boucher, uh, thank you so much once again for coming on. Uh, where can the people who are listening find you online should they so desire? Oh
1: God. Um Instagram. I think it's dank underscore nutritionist. I should really know because like <laughs> Twitter was like dank nutrition because I didn't have enough letters. If you just search dank nutritionist or dank nutrition, My name is Jordan Boucher. You should be able to find me. I don't have the exacts. I apologize. I'm also on Patreon and I read personal essays too aloud. So you can follow me on Patreon or on social media and see those as well.
0: Fantastic. Guys, make sure you go check out Jordan Boucher on the internet. Check out her Patreon. Check out her Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Jordan, thank you one one more time for coming on. And uh, we will... We will be in touch with you again soon, hopefully.
1: Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks for all of the recommendations too. This of
0: course, awesome. of course. Thank you. Thanks. That was our talk with Jordan Boucher. Make sure you guys go online, follow her. Hope you guys enjoyed it this time. Once again, this was brought to you by Poddex. Go to poddex.com. Use the code tvl 10 to get 10% off your total purchase at checkout. Uh, thank you one more time to Jordan Boucher the tank nutritionist. I love that. Get that tattooed somewhere. And uh, we'll be back again next month uh, with another talk with another VIP guest. Until then, my name is Mike Shea. As always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye-bye.